for 2023's economy and what happened, I think that there were some positive things. We've seen inflation begin to moderate back down to closer to 3%, still substantially higher than the 2% rate that the Federal Reserve would like and that has been historically over the last couple of decades. And so people's purchasing power has been diminished, reduced dramatically just since Biden took office. And a lot of this was driven by initially some supply side shocks, but then the demand. Hello, welcome again to the episode of the Let Fuel Prosper series. My name is Dr. Vance Gant. I hope you're having a prosperous day. Well, first, Merry Christmas. It's a great day to be alive. And so I'm recording this a little bit early. It's actually December 11th, 2023, just so I can have some time off with my family and friends. But I thought some of you may still want to listen and hear about some things that have happened throughout this year. So I might as well go ahead and record. I enjoy doing this. Hope you enjoy listening. Please subscribe wherever you want to subscribe, whether it's YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you name it, subscribe to those. And please be sure to subscribe to my Substack, vancegan.substack.com. Be a paid subscriber. That'd be even great. It's only $50 for a year. Go ahead and do that. It would be great. Also, um, I'm, I'm running out of this giveaway, $75 value, but paid subscription to the sub, my Substack for a whole year. So $50 value there. And then a book. Soul of Civility by Lexi Hudson, who has already been on the program. It's a great episode, great book that you don't want to miss. It's another $25 value. So $75 value just for going and registering at Gleam. You can check that out on my show notes page, advancedgain.substack.com. And then go ahead and leave a rating or review somewhere, and I'll put you into the drawing to get that done. So don't miss out on that as well. So as we're wrapping up 2023. I can't believe it's already almost over, but here we are. It's already about to be over. And I think what we'll see is that we need to talk about what's happened over the last year. And so there's a lot of stuff that I could talk about. Let me start off with a couple of things that I was excited about for this year and my first full year of my business. Again, economic consulting. It's all about Levial Prosper. I've talked a lot about that throughout the year. It's been a blessing to have so many contracts and talking with folks about, you know, my research, op-eds, the podcast, which I love doing, and so much more. It's real. I've really learned a lot and it's because of you. And so I'm thankful for you and for everything else throughout this year. I look forward to even a more prosperous 2024. This year, my year for the year was grace. There's been a lot of grace. It's been a tough year. I lost my mom last year. I had some physical things going on with me over the last year, um, kids getting older with three little kids, you know how that can be. So there's been a lot of stuff that's happened to my wife. Um, also with her own business, do, you know, she's flourishing with that. So we've had our ups and downs um, across, you know, the family and everything else. But overall, it's been another blessing of a year. I'm looking forward to what happens in 2024. Other things that have happened, I've, I've, I've tried to be productive. So let me give you a couple of things that I've I've done this this year. So on the Let People Prosper show, I've done 52 episodes or will have by the time this is all done and for the for the year and I've had a lot of great people, a lot of great guests who have been on the show. I'll start off with James Quintero of the Texas Public Policy Foundation. We had a good discussion about property taxes and it's been a long year in Texas and their legislative sessions, some good, some bad, but that was a great discussion that we had overall. The number one viewed Let People Prosper show for the year was with Dr. John Cochran. We basically, we had a great conversation about the fiscal theory of the price level, his new book that came out earlier this year. 
And that was episode number 27. Go back and check it out. Had the most views. It was just a really good discussion. I had Dr. Ben Powell on from Texas Tech University's Free Market Institute. David Bonson from the National Review. Also, he has a great podcast that's out there. U.S. Senator Mike Braun talking about fiscal limits was out there. Honorable Mike Jason Isaac from Texas Public Policy Foundation talking about the economy and everything else, and especially energy and what's happening there. Had U.S. Representative Chip Roy talking about the debt ceiling limit way back in the day and all the things that he was looking at. Randon Steinhauser about school choice. Our Dr. Art Laffer on supply outside economics, episode 36. Dr. Tyler Goodspeed on the White House and everything else. Annie Spillman from NFAB Texas. Daniel Usbarma from Pelican Institute was episode 39, talking about the Louisiana economy and the comeback that needs to happen there. Dr. Max Golker was on, Dr. Matt Mitchell, or sorry, Dan Mitchell. Matt Mitchell was on another, another one. James um, Homan from Michigan, the Mackinac Center. Dar Dr. Larry White was episode 43 on Better Money. Great book. You don't want to miss that. Dr. Chuck Beecham, my good friend on the economy. Uh, Dr. Paul Winfrey on the White House and everything else. Episode 46 was Amity Schlaes on Coolidge and so much more. Alex Narasta, Leslie Ford, Patrick Gleason, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya was episode number 50. Dr. Alex Salter, Dr. Michael Munger, Dr. Bob M Murphy, Dr. Julie Shelton. I mean, I could just go on and on throughout the list. U.S. Senator Phil Graham, Texas State Representative Brian Harrison, Hannah Cox was on, Dr. Brian Blaze. So many good folks. You know, recently, Dr. Norman Horn. We also had Dr. Carlos Cavani. Ovik Roy, Jennifer Huddleston, and Chris Coyne. I mean, to wrap it all up, and I can go through every one of them and just say how um, blessed and appreciative I am of each one of them. And I hope that you'll go back and listen to all those episodes. If you've missed any of them, go back, listen. I think you'll learn just as much as I did from doing one of the, each one of those episodes because there really were so many great things that we went through and talked about. And I can't believe it's already been another 52 of those. This is episode 76. So I started this in 2022. Now I've really got going in 2023. So I'm just very thankful for that overall. I'm also very thankful to Caroline Chapman, who is the one that edits all these for me and helps me out with a lot of my work that I do. She's just been a true blessing for all of the work that's happening on the Lightfield Prosper Show and in my other work, again, economic consulting in, in general. So I'm really thankful for her. I've also had 41 This Week Economy episodes for, for this year. Didn't start that at the beginning of the year. There's some we started later, but every week on Friday mornings, I talk about what's happening in the economy. And that's something you don't want to miss each and every week. So two actually podcast episodes per week is what you don't want to miss there. It's commentaries and blog posts. I had 96 of those this year. That's eight per month or two per week. So I've been really busy trying to get this message out there about how free market capitalism is the best path to let people prosper. And, and I know that's I could be redundant sometimes, but that's, that's, that's intentional. That's something I want to make sure is out there. I'm a free market economist. I want to make sure that this is out there because I don't think it gets all of the attention that it really deserves. Research papers, I write a lot about budgets and tax reforms, technology, antitrust, poverty relief initiatives. Those are the big things that I really work on a lot. Love to work with you. If you have other work for me to do, please reach out at any time. Be glad to talk to you about that. But I've had 24 of those research papers or two per month looking at there. And then when you look at interviews, whether it be radio or TV or other types of appearances, I had 60 of those just this year. That's five per month, a little more than one per week. Um, a lot of those are on Fox Business, where you may see me with Neil Cavuto on the Cavuto show Coast to Coast. I'm also on NTD News a lot. Looking at getting into other markets. So if you're interested, please reach out. I'd be love to be on yours. I'm also on KTRH News quite often in Houston and several other radio shows, not only in Texas, but Louisiana, North Carolina, and other places. So don't miss out 
on that. Um, and as far as speaking engagements, because I'm always open to coming and speaking wherever you're at. I had 24 of those this year or two per month. So I want to keep that going. I think those are all good ways to get this message out there. Uh, free markets, free minds, freedom just in general. Remember, nothing is free. There's always a cost. But at the same time, we need to make sure that we get this message out there because this is the path forward. It's one of the reasons why I joined the Freedom Conservatism was an initial signatory there and will continue to help with that movement as well. When we think about getting government out of the way, when government is normally the problem, right? So we've really got to make sure we cover that as much as we can. You know, I'm thankful for the viewers and, and I wanted to say Merry Christmas. Christianity has a lot of, of my life and what I do. It's also part of my calling to let people prosper. And this wouldn't have all been able to happen without the birth of Jesus um, and what the reason for the season is for Christmas. You know, we have some great time with friends and family, but let's be make sure that we are focused on the one that has saved us from our sins, that has given us eternal life at the end of the day. And I truly believe that that is going to help us see the light and have more prosperity than ever know. Remember, prosperity is not material thing, just material things that's included, but there are a lot of more things that's included in that. Jesus paid the ultimate price for our sins. Remember, nothing is free again. And so I think that's very important for us to remember at this time of the year. You know, I had a lot of um, other good podcasts that went on this year. I was on bonus episodes that you could find on, on, the, on the episode, on the uh, shows as well, with Human Right Reaction podcast with my story, where I really went into depth about my story, my background and everything else that I hope that you'll go and check out. It was with Adam, Adam Meister talking about Bitcoin and a lot of other things throughout the year and some other ones. Um, Kyle Smith, when we talked about immigration. Um, so there's a lot of key topics that you don't want to miss. I hope that you'll go back and check those out. And then, you know, for 2023's economy and what happened, I think that there were some positive things. We've seen inflation begin to moderate back down to closer to 3%, still substantially higher than the 2% rate that the Federal Reserve would like. And that has been historically over the last couple of decades. And so people's purchasing power has been diminished, reduced dramatically just since um, Biden took office. And a lot of this was driven by initially some supply side shocks, but then the demand side shocks, whenever you think about all the increase in the money supply that happened by the Federal Reserve, and that's still not being pulled out of the economy as much as it should. I think there's still going to be inflationary pressures that are around us that we're going to see in a lot of uh, across the economy and prices will be higher than they otherwise would in a lot of markets. Other markets are going to bust as we're seeing that some now. I think the stock market, we're going to take a pretty big hit in 2024. I think that, you know, like I think we've been in a recession for a while or at least a very slow economy. I think there was a recession in 2022 when we had that two back-to-back -to -back, um, GDP declines in the first and second quarter of 2022 and the economy really hasn't come back roaring too much. The labor markets looked okay, but that's with a lot of filtering, if you will, <laughs> a lot of um, not looking at the true picture of what's going on. So yes, the unemployment rate right now shows 3.7%, but it's probably closer. It's actually closer to 7% if you include underemployed and discouraged workers. And a lot of people have not come back in the labor force whenever you think about the labor force participation rate, including especially the, the male um, um, labor force participation rate. That's something that we really want to watch. And, and poverty, you know, was, was, was covered up some from 2021, 22, especially in 2022, whenever you had um, the child tax credits that were sent out, but these weren't based on work or long-term self-sufficiency, which is really what we need. We don't need handouts, which is just redistribution of government of taxpayer money by the government. What we need are people earning higher incomes that that can they can afford to live on their own or with the community and civil society helping them out instead. And so I think that there's still a lot of work 
that needs to be done ultimately there. You know, other things that we want to look at throughout the year are going to be what happens with the, the, the across the states. And of course, you know that I work a lot at the federal level, but also a lot of the states, a lot of the research and op-eds and stuff that I do are at the state level. Worked a lot with Pelican Institute on um, Louisiana, and they got they were quite able to get a lot of the reforms done yet. But I'm hopeful with the new governor and, and G- Governor Jeff Landry um, coming in as a, re- a Republican um, that they can get some stuff done in 2024. I think that'll be a big thing there. Um, when you look at Texas, I think Texas got um, they have one bill, the regulations that you basically capped it at the state level to where local governments can't go a higher, have a more restrictive regulation than that. I think that was a, a good reform, but they spent too much. They had too much corporate welfare, not enough in property tax relief, no school choice. Um, and so I think those were there were more failures than successes in Texas in 2023, unfortunately. But hopefully there's a path forward in 2024 through the primaries and through the elections. And I try not to get into the politics of this. But at the end of the day, policy is connected with politics as you have these rent seekers who want to continue the status quo. And really, we need to break up the status quo. We're spending too much, taxing too much, regulating too much and not having enough school choice. Therefore, you're going to have more poverty, less freedom and less opportunity to prosper if you don't get these things done. So I think that's important for Texas, for Louisiana, for every state to be able to do this sort of thing, because that's really what we need at the end of the day um, as people are looking forward. And, And so whenever I'm thinking about 2024, I think inflationary pressures are still going to be around. I don't think that the Fed is going to cut the balance sheet as its balance sheet as much as it should, still around $8 trillion. Hopefully it gets down to closer to $6 trillion or something like that by the end of the year. But I'm concerned because of the government spending that continues to happen. Even Republicans and Democrats right now, Republicans are trying to do a better job in the House and they pass some bills that would put us on a better path. But at the same time, the Senate isn't willing to do that. So I think we're going to see a lot more of these debates, the the debt fiascos that they'll have to go through on raising the debt ceiling, passing budgets are going to be a problem, probably see a lot of CRs just to extend things. Remember, this one ends in, or one of them ends in January, another one ends in February. So we just have a little bit of a kicking a can down the road. And when they don't get the spending under control, we're going to have more of a national debt crisis on our hands, which I think is the biggest national crisis that we have out of anything that's out there. This is our biggest threat that's out there, whether it's China, Russia, Israel. If we don't get our national debt situation in line, then all of those things are also going to have be a problem because now you can't spend as much. The government can't do as much as it should or could. I don't know if it always should. In fact, I think it should be doing a lot less so that we could focus on the things that really matter. And if we don't have more free trade, I think that's also going to create more volatility and uncertainty in, throughout the economy and create a more uncertain, un- unstable, unstable situation that's going to create more wars and, and other things throughout the economy. And I don't think President Biden's been doing a very good job of that, and his team hasn't either. I'm not so sure what will happen yet with the Republican primary coming through. Um, we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. Um, right now, it looks like Trump's in the lead. You have um, DeSantis there and Haley and, and, and Ramaswamy. You know, I like a lot of the things, some of the things that each one of them are saying, but I'm, I'm hopeful that we can have a more free market approach that's moving forward. Because if not, I think we're going to run into the same sort of situation. I mean, a lot of times I don't know what's different between the Democrats and the Republicans from some of the talking heads that are out there. They sound very similar of wanting to regulate, of wanting to spend more and things of that nature. And that's not where we should be. We need a clear distinction. One of the reasons I like a lot what the Libertarian Party says, not really a huge shot, although I think that they should. I think people should give third parties a chance as we move into 2024, because there is a huge opening as people are upset on the left by what Biden's doing. People are upset on the right by by the discussion and the debates that are happening in Trump and in his situation. I think that there is an opportunity for someone else to step forward. Maybe it's Robert F. Kennedy, um, but I, I don't know. 
And, and, and I don't want to get too much into that because I want you to be able to decide and, and I want to help you be informed throughout 2024. It's something I'm going to be focused on a lot as we go through this presidential cycle that's happening. Uh, but don't we can't forget the states, though, and the local governments. Those are going to be really important as well. And so 2024, I hope, will be a blessing as we get to live this life in God's world, God's kingdom. And let's celebrate um, Christmas with Jesus Christ. You know, I thank you for everything you continue to do and continue to um, fight for. Uh, I hope that what I'm providing here is providing you with a, a path forward. And I'll be praying for you and, and your families. And um, I hope God blesses you and your family as we finish out 2023 and going into 2024. We've got a lot more things to do. And, and until next time, let people prosper.